On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. Welcome to this edition of On the Record with April Ryan. And we got a lot lot to talk about today. Um, The issue of abortion rights, Roe v. Wade, um, banning abortions in various states right now is on the table in a major way in this election season. And it's going to play a big part uh, in this election cycle. We already see some candidates coming up with their proposals and how they would deal with uh, these these challenges to Roe v. Wade. But with me today is someone who can really break it all down. Uh, she is Stephanie Shriok, the president of Emily's List. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me with On the Record with April Ryan today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I I hate that we're having a conversation about abortion bans, and that's where we are in this country, but I'm I'm glad to be with you on this conversation. uh, This is is becoming a crisis for women. It is a crisis. Um, It is. And and, and when I say it's a crisis, I'm not not on the side of, you know, the right to life or, or the right to govern your own body. We're at a crisis level because law that has been set law by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1973 to determine the timetable of when you can have an abortion and when you cannot have an abortion has been on the books. And now there are states that are actively changing the laws, challenging the Supreme Court. And then you have these people pushing this to get to the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, This is a this is a crisis issue. Um, it's it's about the right to life and and a woman's right over her own body. And no matter what side of the of the pendulum we stand on, or or of the equation, or in the circle or the square, this will this could forever change who we are in this generation and the next generation. Correct. I, I completely agree, and I think I think the real point of of all of this is one. It is about a right that is that that a group of folks are trying to take away. Uh, we are talking about constitutional law here. This this is a direct attack on precedent, on the law of the land, and and don't think that this is you know I always feel like we got to be a little careful because we're we're talking about states that are doing that, and that is true, but. But it's actually Republican-led legislatures who are passing these abortion bans in places like Alabama and Missouri or these six-week and eight-week bans in Georgia and Ohio. These are Republican legislators in, with Republican governors because the Republican Party has wanted to do this for a very long time, and they finally succeeded in in nominating and then ultimately electing a president by the name of Donald Trump who promised that he was going to appoint justices to overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean, my goodness, he even suggested punishing women. And so now we're wondering where we're here. This has been our plan all along, and I'm just... Like, We've we've known that it is time for the American people all to know, and they're seeing it now. And the American people, keep in mind, seven out of ten Americans agree that Roe v. Wade should be and is the law of the land and that women should have access to safe abortion. This is not a 50-50 issue. This is the supermajority of the United States who believe uh, that this is the way um, our country should be, and this is a small minority 
driven by a Republican Party uh, who wants to ban abortion access, period. So, Stephanie, in, in, in this, and you say this is the supermajority of the nation on this issue, but I want to take a moment, um, and again with me, Stephanie Shriak, the president of EMILY's List, um, and I'm so thankful that she's on talking about this very sensitive issue. This is a sensitive issue um, on all sides of the spectrum. And I want to pause for that. You know, life is precious, no matter what. But also, when you deal with this kind of issue, you know, Roe v. Wade was created to 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 create a boundary or create a line where you cannot go past this time, you know, and, and, and to to have an abortion. But you have these states now coming up uh, that are causing these, they're coming up with these bans that are not including in case of rape or in case of incest. Um, and my question is, if the mother's life is in jeopardy too in some of these states, is that? You know, is that on the table in these bands? I mean, can, is a mother allowed if, if her life is in jeopardy because of a pregnancy? Well, it is the one sort of exception that looked like was in the Alabama ban. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the truth is, uh, they there's this, you know, there's this thought that you can't allow for any of it. And at the end of the day, Hey, these decisions, they're personal decisions, they're very personal. Uh, right? Uh, and as you said, life is precious, and but families need to be able to decide how they're going to protect and build their families, right. period. And the last people who should be deciding are politicians with no medical background and no sense of what's going on in that woman and her family's life. And so I think that's the most important piece of this is that but this is not a place for politicians to be making any decisions. You know, this is something we've got to we got to trust women and we got to trust families yeah. uh, to make these decisions. I mean, this, if not us, you know, who in the world is going to know best about our own family? So here's the thing, and, and and there's a religious component in this as well. And it's again, it's so sensitive. And I want to do this interview justice in talking about it. Um, but and, and and we don't have a minister today uh, on the phone or someone from the religious community. But we know, you know, what the religious community has said. But you also have people out there like Reverend Barber who's protesting about this this abortion ban, talking about you're not dealing with the 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 preciousness of life with with dealing with Medicaid and keeping people alive and that's a real issue but um and going back to this when we talk about timelines uh the Alabama ban if I'm correct um once the heart you, you recognize the heartbeat you cannot have an abortion and that's you know that's that's within that space where you don't even know you're pregnant a lot of times when there's a heartbeat oh, am I correct oh, that's right yeah, that that's exactly. I mean, you can you cannot you just you just cannot have an abortion in Alabama if this goes. And now they're it's going to go to court, but like that's it. I mean, this isn't even a six week abortion ban. Which, by the way, most most women don't know they're pregnant in six weeks. That's true. <laughs> that's right. Uh, eight weeks and so. I mean, this is this is not the case in Alabama. It's not zip zero none no abortion. Um, 
even in cases of rape and incest. Like, there are no exceptions, uh, except for I do believe, and I, it, I, I think I've got this right, if, if the mother's life is completely in jeopardy, that's the one uh, exception, but not in the exceptions of rape and incest. Um, they just said no. And, and the reason is, is they, you know, there's this desire, like, they just want to end it all uh, completely. And as you, as you said, you know, hey, these are personal decisions. Uh, you know, they can be challenging decisions for some, uh, but we've got to let women and, and families make those decisions. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think that's the only way we can do this. And Reverend, Bar- I mean, Reverend Barber, who I'm just a gigantic fan of, exactly right. He, you know, he's such a champion for ensuring that we got to take care of everybody. Uh, you know, through Medicaid expansion and through childcare and through helping children succeed in this country, uh, we've got you know that is such an important part of this work. And and here we are, you know, frankly tearing away the freedoms of women to make decisions for their families that are best for them and their family. Uh, and then the Republican can, and it is I hate to say it, but it is the Republican Party who's made this decision, this one that is not in line with the American people. Again, Americans believe, 7 out of 10 Americans believe that Roe v. Wade should stand, that it is the law of the land, and that women should have safe access to safe abortion. Uh, in the meantime, what we all should be talking about is how do we ensure that our children are getting good health care and good education and good opportunity to succeed in this country. Yeah. So again, this is this is the issue I think that's going to dominate because we're seeing the challenge happen. This is going to be a dominating issue in the 2020 election process, I believe. Uh, we already know what the president is saying um, and feeling. Now it's you know we're listening to the Democrats. This is not just a personal decision, it's a moral decision. It's between you and your creator. Um, you and possibly the person that impregnated you. I mean, it's so far-reaching. Um, and it's such a delicate situation. And, and we want to be very cautious in how we talk about it because we don't want to offend, but we want to put information on the table for people to understand what is at stake. Now, um, as we talk about what is at stake, come uh, Friday, Missouri... Missouri yeah. is going to have um, is going to have it's going to ban the last abortion clinic in its in its in its state. And here's the thing: 1973 Roe v. Wade um, was made law, and it said that abortion would be accessible nationwide, meaning in every state. That's right. So the challenge is now before us, and will it go to the Supreme Court? And Missouri Friday, talk to me about that. Yeah, so, so for folks who may not understand exactly what's going on in Missouri, there is only one uh, clinic. It's a Planned Parenthood facility in St. Louis that provides uh, abortion care uh, to, to women. Uh, so there's only one in the state already. And I don't know if you've been to Missouri, but it is a big state. So that is already, as far as I'm concerned, a problem. Just 10 years ago, in 2008, there were five clinics who did this, who provided abortion, uh, safe abortions for women. So they're already down to one in the state. The, the, the state um, run by a Republican governor is using an administrative means. So this isn't a new law that was, well, I mean, it was a law passed a while ago on regulations, but this is an administrative means to prevent this Planned Parenthood from receiving its license 
to continue providing abortion services. And when, and that's going to, that may happen now that they've, the Planned Parenthood went to court today, but that may happen on May 31st. And when that does, it will, it will close down that, that, uh, um, that service at the Planned Parenthood, and there will be zero, nowhere to go in the state of Missouri. It'll be the first state in the country to not have um, a facility, uh, a health care center uh, to provide safe abortion for the citizens of the state uh, since Roe, well, since 1973. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is just, it is unconstitutional. It, it frankly um, is so dangerous because what I always, you know, we talk about the politics of this, but let's just keep in mind, like, women are going to die as a result of these regulations and these laws. And I don't want to lose sight of that. And when you say women are going to die, you can't, if you're living in the middle of Missouri and you can't get to to a place uh, like, what what are you going to do? And are we going to go going back, back to the to back the room? Era? Yeah. Right. And hangers. You know, these are what and, they used to yeah. call the back alley abortions. I was hoping we were never going to use that term again. It's back um, in 2019. Is, I know. And this is this is uh, really, really daunting. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, as, as we say over here at Emily's List, like, elections matter. Like, we have got to think about who are the... I would argue more women, um, but who are the women and men uh, sitting at our decision-making tables in these legislatures and in these governor's mansions and then ultimately in Congress and the U.S. Senate and the White House? Who is representing us? Because this is being driven by the elected officials of the Republican Party. There are lots of Republican, and particularly Republican women voters across this country who do not agree with this who do not agree with these bans, who do not agree with closing the last clinic in Missouri. It is time for all of us who care deeply about women and our families to stand up and change who is serving us. And as far as I'm concerned, I think the safest bet is to elect pro-choice Democratic women. Mm. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm biased. I, I know you are. I know you are. At least but, I know I'll be okay. Right? But they know where you stand. At least they know where you stand. Um, and 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 you you touched on the point that I wanted to talk about. 2020. This could really, because of the the seriousness and the gravity of this discussion, and what is at stake. Um, are you fearful that this could be tabled and pushed after the election? Because this could really jeopardize some campaigns. Um, you know, if the right conversation is not had the right way, because this is a polarizing subject or it's either a polarizing subject or it's a subject where everybody's going to get up in arms and the tension could be so hot. It's when you have such emotion around one issue, it's hard to come to a real, rational, and responsible decision. All right, well, if you though, if you think about what we could be looking at in this 2020 election, uh, we could be looking at an electorate that is 53, maybe even 54% women. Mm-hmm. Now, not all women agree on this. I'm not suggesting that. But you think about that. And then for the first time, really... For the first time since pre-1973 Roe v. Wade, 
women in this country are going to realize that it wasn't just talk. They really are going to ban abortion access. I think you're going to see immense energy by women, not just Democrats, not just independents, but Republican women across the board. Like I said, they don't all agree, but the vast majority are very much in support of access. And we're going to take a right, a freedom away from women in this country. You're going to see you're going to see something different that we have never seen because we've never seen abortion bans like this. Mm. I mean, the, uh, the American people just woke up to what the strategy for a long time has been, and they've and the Republicans, this very conservative group of Republicans, have succeeded. But now we all know the truth. Well, Stephanie, and the truth is, they're trying to overturn Roe, right. and they're trying to ban all abortion. And be careful, because I, I know, and folks think this is a little bit crazy, but birth control is next. Mm. Birth control is next. What gives you? What uh, gives you the thought that's that that's? What, what gives you the thought? I was thinking about the morning after pill, and now you're saying birth control is next. Yeah. What do you? Why are you thinking that? What What gives you the reasoning for that? Well, we we saw first the the what I considered sort of um, very unrealistic debates about whether or not we were going to cover. Uh, birth control in the Affordable Care Act, driven by Republicans who did not think that birth control should be covered, when you and I and so many women across this country understand that birth, birth control is for a whole variety of reasons, and it is definitely part of the health care system. And Menstrual cramps, trying fewer, to regulate right, cramps. A headache, oh yes. my gosh, don't get me started. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. good reasons uh, for that, but that debate has happened, but I think... Um, there is by a certain group, and it's, it is a small minority of of the uh, voting population who just feel like anything that stands in the way of of reproduction um, should be banned. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds extreme, but we see it pop up every once in a while, and I, I think we just got to be really careful here. But but the truth is, we need to be about more freedom. We got to let women and families decide for themselves what's best for their situation. Mm-hmm. And politicians should not be in that business. So, lastly, how is um, as the president of Emily's List, Stephanie? How is Emily's List going to fight this? Tell me. Well, we, we, we've been fighting this for a long time, and we're just going to put our, our foot down uh, on the gas as much as we can. This is about recruiting what I hope will be another historic number of women at these legislative levels. My goodness, this stuff happens at the city level. This happens at the county level. We've got to change our, the majority in the United States Senate. We're going to do that with women. Um, we think women are going to lead the way here, and that's the best way to do this. we got to win elections. we got to do it by electing pro-choice Democratic women to office to make sure that women across this country are protected. Well, I just say vote. I just tell everyone to vote. I don't care who you vote for. Yes, just vote. Please. Just vote. Everybody's got to vote. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it's not necessary. And, and it's not about me agreeing with anything. It's just about getting out and vote. Too many people died and too many of your issues. We hear so many people, oh, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It makes a difference. Yes, it does. It makes Thank a difference you. no matter what part of the spectrum you sit on. Vote 
vote, vote, period. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me with April Ryan. Well, with On the Record with April Ryan today. I mean, it's such a sensitive topic, and I'm so glad that I was able to talk to you about all of this. Um, it is just... In 2019, we're going back to yep. 1960, We did not think we were going to be here again, and here we are. Yeah. And what are we going to say to our our daughters and sons? And you know, and that that's we're interesting. We're going back to the 1950s. Yeah. Can't do that. My daughter, my oldest daughter, said, and she's been watching it in current events class. Mommy, we need to have a talk, and I, 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 I I'm ready to have that talk with her. I want to hear her. Um, I want to hear what she has to say, and I just, you know. Yeah. I want to hear her because she knows herself and I can't tell her what to do because she's almost an adult, but I want to hear her. I can guide, but you know, I think these are conversations we need to have with our daughters and our sons because they participate in the process of the creation of a child and they are not charged or, or, or thrown in jail for, for impregnating the young girls. That's a whole nother story. I don't even want to get into that. That's a, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. That's, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. As they're going after the mother, there's another party who helps create the seed that's not being involved in this whole equation. It's This is... Oh, anyway, we could talk forever. Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Thank you for all you're doing. We, we are so lucky to have you and your voice uh, oh, in you so all much. of the work we're doing right now. So thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Once again, you're in tune to On the Record with April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.